Where's that, Elvis? The smart cat doesn't let on that he is. H.G. Frommer Where is he? Where's that Elvis? I'm gonna get him. My son raced down the steps and grabbed Elvis off the couch, where he was curled up in a tight ball dozing away. He started nuzzling Elvis, placing his face in close proximity as he talked. His voice rang out with affectionate tones, sliding up and down the musical scale. Elvis replied, using his own vocalizing tones. Elvis is my chubby, 21-pound, 7-year-old tabby cat. He responds to my son's affection by placing both of his paws against my son's cheeks, staring straight into his eyes. Elvis was hugged and rocked while my son talked to him for about five minutes before he placed him back down on the couch, where Elvis immediately curled right back into his tight ball and dozed off again. To many, this might have seemed like nothing out of the ordinary, but Elvis and my son have a certain bond which defies the odds. Elvis has allowed my son to demonstrate physical signs of affection and experience the emotion of love, and even more, he's encouraged my son to verbally communicate. My son is diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, a high-functioning form of autism. He resists receiving or giving any signs of affection with family members. Even as an infant, he struggled against being cradled in someone's arms or being swaddled in blankets, preferring to be left alone on a blanket. Tactile stimulation was too intense for his body. He still abhors physical affection at age 23 and will grunt and push you away if you attempt to offer him any. No matter what time of day, Elvis doesn't resist my son's overly long hugs or tormenting play, and my son will eagerly search him out to play or cuddle. My son prefers not to communicate using lengthy conversations. Instead, he uses three-word sentences or grunting tones, speaking in a monotone. Elvis encourages my son to release wonderful, affectionate phrases. What are you doing now, you fat cat? What do you want standing outside my door, you brat? Elvis waddles around the house because of his chubby shape and would rather spend his days relaxing and sleeping than exercising. Still, he eagerly takes the climb upstairs to go to my son's room and will sit outside meowing until my son opens the door. They share a conversation, some wrestling, and then Elvis waddles back downstairs to me. You see, Elvis declared himself to be my cat, even though my husband was the one who wanted a cat. I wasn't keen over getting any pet, especially a furball cat. In fact, I couldn't stand cats, with their sneaky behavior, claw-scratching and destructive habits, and all their cat hair they leave on furniture and clothes. I agreed only because my husband swore he'd take on all the cat care. Our first night home, when Elvis was a six-week kitten, he managed to climb onto our bed and plant his body right on top of my head. Every night he assumed the same position while I lay there, utterly afraid to move, waking up with a stiff neck from my forced position. Somehow he managed to wiggle his furry body into my heart, becoming my self-proclaimed bodyguard and, of course, my son's only friend. Elvis captured our hearts by revealing his unique form of cat love. 
Over the years, I experienced a few critical illnesses. While recovering in a hospital, my husband informed me, Elvis is positioned by the front door, eyeing everyone who enters. He refuses to move from that spot, except to eat. Elvis stayed in the same spot until I returned home, and then he remained glued to my side in bed until I was ambulating. One time, I had emergency stomach surgery, returning home with abdominal stitches. In less than a week, Elvis developed a stomach obstruction, which required emergency surgery. Return.